0: Welcome back to the DMC podcast, season three. Yes, I said it. We are now in season three of the podcast, which means we are on episode 145 in its totality. But this is the first episode of season three. I'm going to get off to a flyer. I hope you guys had an amazing new year, amazing Christmas, and I hope the year ahead of you comes with great, great things. But before we get into the podcast in today's episode, which is all going to be about the new year, the new season, and the new goals that we have for each other, I want Joseph to go over something that we saw that was quite interesting um, on our dashboard for our podcast and a bit of a breakdown about season two, um, just to talk about a little bit of our own success and how the podcast has grown and how much we do appreciate you lot listening to our episodes week in, week out. So without further ado, Joseph, take it away.
1: Yeah, man. Well, before I get into that, I did want to just mention Manny said we uploaded just then 145 episodes that I don't know how he's done 52 times two and come up with 145, but we move, we move, we clearly. Oh, I said 104. A you said 144. No, didn't
0: I say 100? Oh, you know what? We'll let the podcast decide, isn't it? I'm okay, back and
1: you'll see. Listen back and you'll see. Ooh. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, Ooh. anyway, anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, we got a fantastic breakdown from Spotify Rap, which is predominantly, well, it's the only place we upload right now. Um, obviously we would have liked to expand further but we haven't quite got the time to be doing that right now since we're starting new jobs and we're always quite quite busy we do love the podcast but we are quite busy but we've got a lovely breakdown from Spotify Rack so obviously I'll I'll let you guys know and me and Manny could chat about it the the most interesting one to me that I found like surprising almost was that we're in the top 25 most followed podcasts and when I saw that I thought What what, my first thought was, what? Top 25? So there's, you mean to tell me that three quarters of all podcasts on Spotify are performing not as well as us or we're performing better than that? I couldn't believe it, Manny. What were your thoughts when you saw that stat, like that when in the top 25% most followed? It it did catch me off guard, if I'm honest,
0: and it it was kind of crazy, especially not even that. I think that one I I felt like, okay, maybe it would have been a bit higher in this percentage-wise, but for the most part I understand why it might be that high but the one that really caught me off guard was the one about the number of minutes we've uploaded something ridiculous like 1.2k mm-hmm. yeah. minutes yeah that's which the I one. find kind of insane especially for that year so uh super proud of both of us Joseph I just want to give you a shout out as well for that that yeah, was amazing you, obviously couldn't have done it without you um mm-hmm. but yeah like it's I I find it absurd man and then You've got a few months. Yeah, uh, I don't
1: think that is the crazy start, To be honest, I think you've got a couple really, of months. Uh, that that was the one that stood out to me the most because I was just so surprised by it. But yeah, you're right. To be fair, one thousand two hundred six minutes of content, which is more than ninety three percent of other creators in the category that we've that we're in, which is social society and culture. Which again, crazy amount of minutes that we put into this. But it's because we love it. Because we like doing it. Like it's it's something we look forward to. So it's not even like it's work for us. It's just we're here having a chat, talking about the things we're interested in and things like that. Um, what we also found interesting was that our most popular episode of this season and for 2022 was actually our Valentine's Day special, which had 645% more streams than our average episode, which I thought was pretty cool. Any idea why, Manny? Any idea why it might be the Valentine's Day special? I know I'm recommending it to people who've asked me, but. I'm not sure whether that had any effect or whether, what do you think about
0: it? I just think it's kind of funny. I think in a way it kind of shows that we're quite in alignment with the podcast in the sense that both of us in our last episode both said that this is the episode that we'd recommend. And of course, these stats are not from the last episode. They're from the um, previous year, of course. But I just think it kind of encompasses what really the podcast is about, especially that episode, very much raw, authentic um a lot said from both sides from someone in a relationship and someone not in one and i think it was kind of cool to people to hear our insights i think uh, i did recommend that episode to a couple of people and uh, it's kind of, maybe um for those listening obviously we know um not all of our listeners which we'll get into in a second but about different countries we've been able to access with the podcast but for many of the listeners they listen to it because they know us and i think some people probably don't know my stance personally on like um not only Valentine's Day, but like um, in relationship and what I would do and stuff like this. And I think some people were probably intrigued by that because they don't really talk about that a lot or much um, in a friendship setting or at all really. So I think it was just one of those things where you have someone with a unique perspective, uh, yourself included, and people just wanted to hear what we had to say. And I think that was kind of the reason why. And it was quite the funny episode as well. I think that was the one about Apple Juice, if I remember correctly, about how it's probably socially yeah, yeah, more acceptable yeah, yeah to have i produce if you don't have a, a drink <laughs> and i think part of that even though it was a bit of a joke and i was also being serious some people related to it. i remember I sending it to some friends and they're like bro i don't drink and i i so agree with you man i feel like there's like a stigma around like getting a coca-cola or like getting an apple juice or getting a drink rather than i like, just want to drink some water <laughs> um which is hilarious but yeah sure like it's definitely uh something that is been shared quite a lot and a lot of people resonate with so I think that's kind of the reason why we saw such success in the episode
1: yeah definitely I also think that it's applicable to everyone like whether you're in a relationship on Valentine's Day or you're not in a relationship on Valentine's Day everyone can relate to at least one of the things that either Manny or myself said because like you mentioned Manny we're both on differing sides of things when it comes to being in relationships so what people listen to everyone can relate to so I think that's also another reason why like a lot of the times we talk about things that maybe a small subset feel like they're not as, you know, affiliated with or something like that. They can't associate with it. I believe that they can, but some people see the the title and think, Oh, this one's not for me or not aimed at me, which is fine. That's fine if you don't think that's the case. I think all of our episodes are for everyone. But people see a Valentine's episode and think, Oh yeah, I want to give this a listen because they can it feels like it would impact them, so that's that's kind of where I'm standing as well. And also the fact that it was quite an entertaining one because of the what the things we were saying on there, which are quite cool. Um As many uh, alluded to, we've also got the uh, the countries that were that the podcast was listened to, with the top five being the UK, and then followed by the US, third place Bulgaria, fourth Philippines, and fifth Malaysia. And I thought it was really cool to see how far spanning the podcast has gotten. I know the UK is obviously our our primary um, destination for listeners because that's where a lot of our friends live. That's where we live. That's kind of the, the, the spectrum of people we're aiming at because of the way we discuss university A-levels. The, the culture here is very unique to the UK. And so, you know, a lot of stuff that we've put are going to be resonating with UK fans. But it was also really interesting to see that we had A lot of listeners in the united states and then even reaching out to philippines malaysia and bulgaria that was really cool like i kind of expected the us because it's an english-speaking country and it's so big with that many people it's bound to get over there plus one of my mates went there so he probably listened to it while he was there but you know he may have shared it around it's quite cool um but then here in the philippines and malaysia i've honestly got no idea like how it could have got there, which is fantastic. I was really happy opposite
0: sides of the world, really. Yeah, looking the world map looking at us like going all the way towards. Well, I'm looking at my map right now, it's to the left, obviously, of England, but and then on the right side, you got all the way towards Malaysia and Philippines. Like, it's crazy how it's on polar opposite sides, really, when you look at it from the left to right perspective. Um, I think that's longitude actually. Yeah, well, on longitude, it's just crazy. I think, um, it's just insane. So, uh, really proud of us. I think it's nice to hear people who resonate with podcasts from and it's not only in the uk i think i think last year maybe it might have been predominantly the uk like percentage wise and i'm obviously saying that we we probably had a lot more people listening because there are people that we knew people sharing it with people that they know within this country but it's always nice to see that we expand our horizons to um countries outside of um just our, our continent really and i think that's really insane and it's it's great to hear that you've got some listeners in america and shout out to those in the philippines and malaysia just countries you wouldn't expect like i think joseph was trying to allude to uh with the exception obviously with the us um mm. and bulgaria because uh, i'm guessing that your girlfriend may have gone back and listened to yeah yeah i think so. oh, although unhappy. i know
1: i know for a fact she hasn't listened to it this year because she can't stand the sound of my podcast voice as she calls oh, it so there's somebody else in bulgaria who's listening who's out there listening so you know shout out to you guys shout out to you i really we really appreciate it and of course everyone who tunes in to be honest we appreciate you all but it is very cool to see uh the the wide reading nature of the podcast definitely
0: was there Um, any more stats that you came across that was like oh they kind of point out to you kind of interesting as well
1: yeah well one of the other ones quickly to mention was that we gained 17 percent, 17 percent more followers which is always nice to get more glad to see people aren't unfollowing us and we haven't gone down that's nice um and that we're also the number one podcast for 19 people which is i i think that's a pretty large amount because obviously for me and you maybe not obviously but you and i are at least going to say there's the number one podcast for us because i listen to it back and stuff like that so there's at least 17 people out there now who... you hate
0: me for this i, I don't I, my podcast top five i think it was in my top five but it wasn't oh um, my god it one. doesn't
1: even doesn't even make top one wow yeah
0: i don't even know if, i can't remember where it was in top five but it was definitely i'm pretty i'm like 90% sure it was there i'm gonna have to check it so I do a little bit of a <laughs> oh, right now.
1: If your own podcast didn't crack the top five, I don't know if that's good or bad. Like I don't know if that means you're not narcissistic or you're not supportive of the podcast. We'll see either way.
0: Um you know what? we'll find out in a second, Just I'm just okay, skipping through the rap, I don't know. Uh, for me, uh, I feel like you take inspiration from other people's content, me consuming other people's content is a beneficiary mm. as well to our own uh podcast because of the ideas I come with or the the stuff that I come into every episode of, so I think it's it's a bit of both really, isn't it
1: yeah definitely and it's it is, it is we're very I was very happy to see that stat and then the other ones is that we're a top ten podcast for sixty three fans and a top five podcast of for forty five people so you know to some people those numbers may sound small, but to us it's it's very important it's like it's not very important we do' it's because we love it, not for the stats, but it's nice to see that people are resonating with it. And people enjoy it, we listen to enough to listen to it often to put themselves in that kind of bracket of our top ten, top five, and number one. So we again really appreciate everybody listening. It's it's uh it's very motivating to see uh to see it doing well and to see people liking it and enjoying it, especially when we receive wonderful messages from people saying that they've enjoyed it, which is really nice. Um and one final stat is that our podcast was in the top ten percent most shared globally, which is Again, fantastic. Perhaps that's how it reached these uh, far-off places like the Philippines and Malaysia, just somebody sharing it and making its way over there.
0: Um. Yeah, sorry. Just to talk about my top podcast. Oh, let not, me hear I'm, I'm not in the top five. We're not in the top
1: five. DMC didn't crack your top five. Wow. I don't listen
0: because, uh, wait, context for everyone. In some cases, I, well, in every case, really, I edit the podcast. So I listen back to it. So I've effectively not only said the podcast out loud and heard Joseph once, I listened to him twice true. and myself again. So true, true, true. like listening to it a third time seems a bit of a stretch. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. why it I probably hits my that. top 10, but it's, it's not in my top five, which then gives it the added bonus of 18 people. Um, oh yeah to the that's a good point that's a good that's point money i appreciate that consideration wow uh, which is really cool. awesome i think the thing is i know like in terms of the numbers uh in absolute like it, as much as they they sound like a big amount but also i can understand where people say it's quite kind of small but i think of it like this if someone was in a room and we hosted something 20, 18 people oh well yeah 18 people would be sitting down listening to me and you speak which I think is kind of crazy to (laughs) say out loud. um, um, Of course, like you said, we we like the numbers, but it's not really our primary goal and it's not really something that we kind of, like, we don't mind, we're happy if it grows, but at the same time, like, we're quite happy to just kind of stay tight-knit and just continue to do what we do, record when we can, have a bit of a laugh, have a bit of an experience listening to each other talk about things that we care about. And I think that's the most important thing. And if 18 people 19 people are happy to share with that vision or what you used to like top 10 was like 64 or 65 60, um, 63 people yeah uh, 63 people yeah i think it's it's amazing and i think um it would be great to imagine even having that many people in one room i think is astonishing and i just want to give everyone uh kudos to that because um it, like we said we're not too bothered by it but it does keep us going as well so it's really nice to hear that breakdown from you joseph um, thank you thank you really really enjoy listening to that. i think it was quite nice to give context to uh, like behind the mirror or behind the curtain sorry for those listening um just to show that like what our podcast is about how we've changed how things are grown what kind of stats you can find on a podcast and if you ever were interested in making your own one what stuff you have access to but obviously we heard these stats we're quite interested to see where 2023 takes us how would you define success for the podcast for this season and this year
1: Oh, that's a good question. I think because we've, we're now going to be both working full time and we're not going to be able to see each other and think, oh, we've got an hour to spare. Let's just record a podcast because we've got to schedule timings. We've got to take each other's lives into factor. I think it would be naive to assume we can release 52 episodes this year purely because of one of us might go on holiday one week. One of us might be feeling sick, internet problems, something like that. So I think a good number to aim for in terms of success and being successful with the amount of stuff we create. I think doing um, 26 episodes, so half a year's worth this year, I think that's definitely doable because we like doing it every week. But sometimes it's impossible to do so. There might be periods of time where one of us is feeling a bit burnt out from doing it. So we might want to take some time off like we did um, at the end of exams last year. And we just decided let's just take some time off and just completely relax and then go back at it. We took like six weeks off, I think. So I think twenty-six episodes is a good number to define a success for this year, um, purely because again we're we're going to be in new environments as well. I think one thing I do want to do is have uh, at least one in-person recording with you, Manny. So you and I would we'll, like rock up somewhere or we'll, like would we'll be hanging out and we're doing it. we do in-person recording. Yeah, I think That's that'd be, be really, really cool. cool. As
0: well yeah i think it's been a quite some time now again it seems like we've gone back to um the COVID tendencies in that sense yeah but yeah no 100 I-, I would love to do one in person as well i think that'd be really cool and yeah it just it's just that that vibe we obviously mentioned it in the previous episode as well we, it cannot be replicated we obviously try our best to do it um, online but i think just in person has just got this different feel-good factor to it
1: yeah and um I think one other one that I think both of you, both of us might echo is maybe having a couple more guests on here. We had a few guests last season, but past episode 39, we didn't have any. So we had 13, now 14 straight episodes without a guest. Beforehand, I think in the the first half, we had quite a few guests in season two and even more guests in season one. So it would be nice to bring that back maybe bring back some recurring guests who showed an interest to in coming back on, bring some new people on, but definitely having that would be a target of mine. Just a couple sprinkled in here or there would be fantastic. What about you, Manny? What, what are your goals? Do you echo the same level in terms of the num- the number that I've chosen as 26 episodes? Do you think this is too few? Do you think this is too many? Do you have more faith that we we're able to do more? Where, where do you stand? I think
0: we will be in between the 30 to 40 mark for episodes personally. I think that's oh, wow. where okay. we might land. Okay. I'm quite optimistic, to be honest. Um, I think we, um, oh, for season, it's it's a bit weird. Obviously, when we record, we're a little bit ahead of schedule. So I know this episode probably comes out at the end of January. So still taking that into consideration, I think we could probably pump out, uh, thirty episodes for this year, uh, quite comfortably. Uh, I know obviously I'm about to start work and I'm going to be in a new environment and that's going to be, uh, quite difficult to adjust to, but. There's always um, there'll always be like a way we always find a way, Joseph. Sometimes like obviously if it's not because of internet problems and issues go uh, go like happening or stuff that is really really important that keeps us away from the podcast. I-, I feel like we will find a way to make thirty, and I think I'm just saying that as the true. bar probably because I feel like we can definitely do that. Um, yeah, especially I agree. like there's gonna be moments where like you-, you you might be off, I might be off. There's a bank holiday potentially. We like. Record like an episode or two. Then there's going to be opportunities to kind of catch up for the recordings uh in that sense. So I definitely think there is uh opportunity for the podcast to be uh released at least thirty times this year. That's what I think personally. That'd be lovely. But we'll see. We'll see where we land. I'm quite curious to see where it goes. I know this year is going to be a big year not only for myself but yourself as well, and mm-hmm. big things are beyond the horizon. So we'll find out how many not um how many episodes we do release. I think a success for us kind of echoes what you said about guests i think especially with the expectation we set in the first season of the uh, podcast how many guests we actually had on um it this this second season didn't have as many i think we had a lot more of our own ideas that we generated a lot more conversation that we kind of wanted to have between ourselves mm-hmm. i think there is scope for us to definitely add in more people and i think that adding more guests into the podcast would be kind of cool like you said reoccurring guests would be really nice as well just to hear from people again, just hear what they believed in at the time and if anything's changed. And like I said, we're looking to try and see if we can make some changes to podcasts, like going over previous topics, but in a different lens and taking quotes from the podcast and stuff like this that we mentioned in the previous episode, could definitely be something that we do. But success for me, as much as we said about the numbers, I think if we grow by like another 17 to 20%, that'll be really nice as well to hear that there's continual growth happening. yeah podcast and people are liking it um i just don't don't want it success for me is not being stagnant it's not staying in the same position it's not a good point having the same like uh same metrics same ideas same things i think we're going to come to the table with new things new ideas new goals like i said kind of the, the theme of today's episode new year new season new goals and i think we definitely have the the capability and also the ability to be able to make these things happen so Yes, for me is more guests, 30 episodes probably as a minimum benchmark. I think we'll definitely hit that would define mm-hmm. success for me. And um, continual growth. I think that those are the main three for me that would
1: define success for the podcast. Emma. Yeah, man, that sounds great. And yeah, I can definitely echo that sentiment for sure. I think one other thing I want to get out of the podcast is just keeping having new ideas and also taking on the ideas of listeners. Like, for example, today, one of the things um, we were asked to cover, we have somewhat previously covered, but it'll be interesting to go back over it, was recommended by a listener. So that could be quite interesting to do. Um, to be honest, let me just give that to you now, Manny. Since it's a new year, new season, new resolutions for some people, do you think there's any um any negatives that come with New Year's resolutions? We have discussed this before, but it'll be interesting to see where you stand now because one of our listeners kind of thought it would be an interesting thing to cover. Uh,
0: the negative New Year's resolutions, I think there's a lot of pressure. I think there's not enough spoken about. Um, saying your goals out loud, and obviously it's kind of funny, us talking about what success is for the podcast and us kind of voicing that to our audience. But I think we just kind of say it to our audience just, not only to hold us accountable, but also to give some context as to where we think the ballpark region is for the podcast and where we see it going. Because at the end of the day, lots of people who listen and care about what we do and care about um, the podcast want to know what kind of direction we're going. And I think by doing this episode, we're kind of giving that clarity. But I also know there's a, it's a double-edged sword, especially for an individual who's in the new in, coming into the new year, everyone's doing New Year's resolutions, You say yours, you tell people you're doing it, you do it for a couple of weeks, and then you kind of slowly lose that motivation that you once had. And then you start spiraling. I don't want to say out of control, but you start spiraling out of the habits that you had, which were set, but they weren't concrete. So you lose that kind of momentum. And I think the pressure of telling people what your goals are, I think, can weigh very heavy on some people i think it's probably easier for some people not to talk about what they're going to do just start doing it for a couple of weeks or months and then see where it goes from there because then people will see the transition and so will you um and I yeah think that's yeah. that's something really important that's probably not spoken about enough like it is really nice there's a lot of feel good factor around um having new year's resolutions doing resolutions like maybe your family asks you what you're doing and that this these are your goals, this is what you want to do. but I think there's an added pressure because when you're not doing it, people will notice it more. um, and for others, accountability is really important. It really keeps them going. That's why I know that some people have personal trainers just to hold them accountable. But yes, they are expensive, but they do the job that they feel deems necessary because I feel like when you're with a friend, sometimes they I don't want to say they're more relaxed, but your friend might be more lenient in that sense, so yeah. Is definitely one of those things where New Year's resolutions has a societal pressure, which can either make or break people, and I really think that definitely has an impact on momentum. What What would you say to that? What would you say to New Year's resolutions? What's your yeah? Principle?
1: So I think that uh, one thing that I've started to come to terms with is that if you don't achieve um a a, a resolution or you drop the resolution or you don't quite. Reach the height that you wanted to sometimes there's a bit of like shame associated with it almost and you know I wish I could use a better word than that but I truly think that's actually what it is I think there's a level of shame and embarrassment that comes with it that you weren't able to stick to it some people would hopefully wouldn't see it that way but I know a lot of the times it unfortunately is the case that some shame is associated because you weren't you were too weak-willed. Some people people believe, at least, they were too weak-willed to follow through with something or they couldn't be bothered to do it or they didn't have the, the drive or the willpower or anything like that. And so, yeah, there's a bit of shame associated with, associated with it. But that's only if you make it publicised as to what your resolution is. I think what you said is quite important, actually, is potentially making a resolution but then just keeping it to yourself. I think that's quite important because then you don't have the pressure externally of course you have the internal pressure to to follow through with what you set yourself as a goal but the pressure from others isn't there you know it's not going to be like they're going to be on your back and like holding you accountable which is sometimes a good thing and it makes you stick to your goals but sometimes your priorities change and actually you realize man I really wish I hadn't set myself this because it's not ultimately what I want to do and things like that and so I I was talking to a friend and she was the one who actually brought this up about a potential idea to talk about is that sometimes it just they set them she sets herself at least from her previous experiences sorry from her previous experiences was um she would set herself unattainable goals things that she thought Oh yeah, this is realistic. I can do this. I can, I can set myself this goal, but actually she had an unrealistic expectation of what she'd be able to achieve. And it was never achievable, no matter how hard she would have tried. Sometimes she just, she had a tendency to set herself these goals, which are unreasonable, but she failed to see that sometimes. And so whenever she did something really great or did something really good, because she's a very talented person for sure she would still see us as falling short to her resolution that she'd set or the goal she'd set. And so she wouldn't celebrate it in the way that perhaps she would have if she hadn't set herself such an unrealistic expectation. So I think at times it can be negative, but when it's done right, I think it can be a very powerful thing because it means that you can, you know, have that person or have something to hold you accountable, to keep you motivated and to keep some momentum up, to be honest. I think that's quite important. And you know, I've set myself a resolution this year, but I haven't quantified it. I've just set myself that I want to reach this level by this time. And it's not anything super specific. It's like I want to get better at learning Turkish. I haven't put myself a quantifier on that. I haven't done like, oh, I want to do this stage four Turkish exam by this exact time in this exact amount of weeks. No, that, 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 that would be too much pressure. As you said, Manny, pressure being the key word there. I just want to learn it because I want to and I want to be able to communicate with my partner's family and you know um, just also expand my own knowledge of language and and be able to some be you know more more interesting in that aspect where I'm able to learn another language and I think it's really important I can then go to this country and feel a bit more at home and not have my girlfriend be a translator if we do ever want to visit because I know that that can be quite a You know, quite impactful of your enjoyment of the experience if you're just being a translator the whole time and trying to help me understand things, if I can do it myself. So, I want to stick with that. That's what I want to do. But again, I've set it not to to do something that I will have to do and I have to reach a certain quota. It's something I want to do and something that I feel like I can do as well. Um, And another one was more like fitness related, was to be able to run a 5K in 30 minutes. To some people, that sounds like it should be really doable, but I've never been the best with my cardio, but I'm I'm trying and that's what matters. And so I feel like I've set myself a goal, which is, again, attainable, but something that I think will be, you know, a challenge. It's something that will be, I can actually, I won't get it straight away. You know, I have to work for it, I have to earn it, but then I'll feel good when I get it. And I think that the fine line between creating the to- toxicity around um, New Year's and actually enjoying and making good use of these new year's resolutions is very important what about you manny have you set yourself anything personally or are you going to keep it to yourself and uh work on the dl
0: um i i don't actually remember i'm not glad to, i don't remember my new year's resolutions i don't think i've made any this year if i'm honest um that comes to mind there's a couple of things that i want to do there's a couple of things that i've got in the works but they were not they were planned prior to the new year so there weren't any things that the new years happened and um, it's like, like I've not had a soft reset in that sense yet to think about oh what's for the year to- ahead um but there's something that you mentioned Rose, that was really important um that I wanted to kind of pick up on and it was the fact that you said you don't have dates and you don't want to put too much pressure on you and I, I really respect that because I understand that some people really struggle with that kind of aspect of it but I also think there's the other side of people like for example myself Um, where like today, obviously, we just mentioned, it would be ideal if we, uh, well, my goal is if we could hit 30 episodes by the end of the year, which means once season two gets released, it'll be a year, uh, let's just assume the year is uh, at the end of this year when the episode gets released. And of those weeks, normally what I would do, I would say I want 30, after six months, I'd write a number down in the top right corner and uh, where the goal is, like I have like a list of goals on a piece of paper. And on the top right corner i kind of evaluate where we are like every quarter like every three months every six months every nine months every twelve months. just just because for me i feel like the metrics they outline the trajectory of where you're going to go like let's say for example the first quarter we do for the first three months which means let's just say roughly we do that's 12 episodes for the whole year um because yeah so because there's 12 wait well, three months is uh, twelve weeks. Yeah, exactly. So no, you're right. The, you're right. You're right. Yeah, i was just sure uh, for some reason. But the twelve episodes um, would come out those three months. If I get like a number, and the ballpark figure at the moment is seven, which is just over fifty percent of that output. If we continue the next, the in the same trajectory, where would our expectations be for month six? Um, and stuff like this. I think it's kind of important for me personally to quantify certain things so I can kind of see. The trend, because if it means that we need to amp up levels of output in a certain um, um quarter or a certain month or that period of time, it's it's good for me to know that because at least and I remember saying this in one of the podcasts. As long as you reach eighty percent of a goal that you've set, that means that you're better than that. Even though you missed that twenty percent, you're eighty percent better than you were at the start of the year. And I mean that's really critical to think about because some people look at success and it's like you have to you have to success like I said about the podcast it has to continually grow and the problem is when we look at things on a week-to-week basis or in a month-to-month basis we might see let's say the start of the year let's just say for arguments someone weighed 100 kg and at the end of the year they wanted to hit um 80 which means that they had to lose 20 kg this whole year um 80 percent of that would be they would end up being 84 kg and only losing 16 kg but overall trend you've gone down from 100 all the way to 84 and that still shows growth and i think that's we get hung up a lot when it comes to uh comparing ourselves especially like when we do things compared to like last year oh we did like x amount of things but now we done this amount instead which wasn't as many but It wasn't as many, but you have to take into consideration what the overall trend was. It might have been one month in the year that you didn't do as much as you did the year before. But overall, your general trend for that whole year, you've done more than you did last year. It's like someone selling a product. Let's say you sell 100 products in the first year, um, but your best month was in December, which you hit 30 in that one year in 2022. 2023 comes around, your total sales in the product were 150, but your December sales were only 20 you might be complaining because last year December was better than this year's December but overall you've seen a trend of 50% because you've gone from a cumulative 100 products sold to 150 and I think that's probably a better way to look at things because sometimes we just compare things um, like I said uh, consecutively or compare them like based on like certain metrics which don't it, absolute values are important but the overall trend I feel like is more important to be honest you can't have troughs you can't have Um, dips you can have ups you can have downs and everything but as long as the overall trend is in the direction that you want to go I think that's key and very critical to thinking about how you're going to attain your goals and that's just something I've noticed
1: yeah that's that's a good point man and I like that I like that just being just being a bit quite self-aware about this whole thing is very important and not getting hung up on the little things or when something doesn't go your way you can just still try and look past it and try and see okay well this hasn't gone all right so far like on this month but actually last month was pretty good or whatever your goal may be and a lot of the time people when they have a you know they falter and they start to to fail at it and they decide oh well i'll just sack it off now but there's no shame in taking a break from things and then going back to it if anything is more admirable to realize it wasn't working for you take a break and then have the strength to go back and try it again And i think that's very important in order to to keep up momentum and keep things going and i did want to talk about momentum today because i think it's very important to have momentum and how useful it can be to keep a good thing going like i remember there was a period of time where we were looking over it manny right now actually our upload schedule over the past um three years almost two years uh and seeing how often and how 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 momentum was useful for us during lockdown we saw that we posted every week for months like without fail we had every week and now this may have been as a result of lockdown meaning we had more time to record and we had lots of ideas fresh out of the head because we hadn't made anything before it's all new but we had momentum as well we had a good thing going and we just kept doing it and we kept making content that we enjoyed and we loved And it wasn't like the, at least I don't think so, I don't think the quality was getting reduced at all. I just think we had so much momentum that we wanted to keep it going. And uh, when it came to the end of exams, we were just completely burnt out, pretty exhausted. And the momentum had shifted from focusing on the podcast to focusing on our studies. And at that point, we had to rest and rejuvenate. So the momentum did kind of dip. But I think it's important to start the new year off strong and to create a strong basis and a foundation for whatever your goals may be, whether it's for us in the podcast, whether it's for starting at the gym, which I know a lot of people use as their one, whether it's for me learning a language, which I'm going to do some more later today, hopefully. or well, not hopefully, I will. I will do it. And then that'll keep momentum up. And I think that's very important. Have there been times in your life, Manny, when you found momentum to be quite helpful? maybe outside of the issues, that the, not the issues, the topics I've spoken on.
0: Momentum has been um, important. I think not only my own momentum, but the 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 added, like, not pressure, but the added momentum of other people doing the same thing as me. So, for example, I use Strava, and maybe you might want to jump on this, Joseph, because you just mentioned it earlier about running 5K in 30 minutes. I use Strava or the Nike running app. And on Strava though is a bit more sociable in the sense that when someone posts a run, it will come up on their on their application and you can see it and you can see how fast they ran, how long it took them to run and the distance they ran. And I think that kind of helped me because there was times where I was like injured and it was hard for me to actually go out and like run and stuff. And it was like getting back into it because when you're so lethargic and you're used to like not doing anything, you kind of keep those tendencies like. That's why I see negative momentum being quite um, a factor as well. And people not going after what they want is that for me, I was injured. I was obviously doing band work. I was resting my legs. I was doing all the necessary stretches to make sure that my muscles weren't like deteriorating whilst I wasn't running. And when I was doing that, uh, that, neg- that that being at home and doing it all of these things, which were going to help me, I thought that would definitely be a momentum swing off for going into when I was fully fit that I can stop running but in fact it was actually the opposite in the sense like I got so comfortable at home despite doing all that work for trying to rejuvenate I got so comfortable being at home in the comfort of my own house and not going out that I chose not to go running and then I noticed that one of my friends was running in Strava and then that's when I was like you know what if they've gone for a run I'm gonna go for one and I think momentum for me has been key to just keep me going and continuing to just run and I don't have really set goals for running. I don't have anything that I comes to mind when I want to run. Maybe potentially hitting 20 minutes on five kilometers would be really ideal. But like to be honest, it was one of those things where momentum really for me came from an external factor rather than an internal one. I think the internal one was a bit more negative, which is holding me back. But then people around me, probably not even knowing that they do it consciously, which is shout out to them as well, um, good friends of mine. Uh, doing the stuff and what they do on Strava. It's just that really kept me going to just, once I came back out of injury, I just went straight into fitness. I was like, I'm going to go running now. And it was just nice. That's kind of how momentum's impacted me, not only on a positive sense, but a negative sense as well.
1: It's interesting that you mentioned both sides of things. I like that. It gave a, a holistic view. Do, do you think that momentum's important to like carry on striving for goals that you've set out? Or do you think it's okay to for the momentum to stop and to slow down, and then you can kind of reignite the flame with a bit more intensity if you feel it, or do you think it would be better to push through the dip that you feel and just keep at it? Where where do you stand on that? Like how does momentum relate to having a rest and keep and dropping the momentum in favor of relaxing?
0: I think momentum is like a snowball, like like a massive like a snowball, and you're pushing it down a mountain and it continues to accumulate, 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 and it's going to get heavy. And those are the times when it gets heavy, you will feel like you need to rest. And there are going to be moments where it's very imperative for you to rest I mean, if you're injured or you feel physically unable to do the task set at hand. But other than those conditions, I feel like you should continue, especially in those dips, because yes, it will feel heavier to push down the mountain, but the oh, like I said, it sort of goes back to the trend overall you're still going down the mountain regardless of how heavy that snowball gets you still need to push it down and i think stuff is going to accumulate it's going to get more difficult but as you ride if you ride that with like momentum at the start it's going to be very easy imagine like a mountain is near to the apex so the angle is very acute you're going to be going down very fast very quickly as you see yourself going down because of the angle that you're going at and then slowly but surely the angle starts tapering off it starts going more even and then imagine that snowball going down and as it tapers off, the speed starts to reduce because the angles are more obtuse and you're being able to like, you're just continually going down, but because it's an even surface, it's harder for you to go downhill, so there's less momentum in working in your favour. But if you continue to fight against that, you'll eventually be able to reach the goal and attain the task or attain whatever thing you are going after. Um Because if you stop, if you like having a break is important like I said but if you stop even for like a second like think of it like this when, when you're running and you stop um like I feel like psychologically it's harder for you to get back up and start sprinting again like you have those small bursts burst of energy but it's very hard to keep that um rhythm going and I think rhythm is very important um rhythm basically momentum same thing really but it's I think it's imperative to try and keep yourself going it's hard not it's quite. I I find it very difficult for p- people to not have momentum and carry on doing something. So if you can ride the wave as long as you possibly can, because it'll be probably the easiest way to continue doing something that you want to do. What do you think about that? What do you think about analogy? Do you think I said it? explained it yeah. well. Do you understand? What I you? like
1: it. No, I think it's. I think it's important. The only one thing that I would say. Was like uh, uh the in terms of taking a break and the running one more specifically for the running. Like today, uh, I was running and I was like my leg was hurting, so I needed to take a break at that point, And to speak a bit about that more widely, if you feel like, as you said, you need to take a break, not sometimes you want to so you can have a rest. Other times you need to. Like my calf was burning, so I was like, okay, something's up. I need to take a break here. And I mean, normally. If my calf was hurting a little bit, I'll just push through it. Like you said, I'll push through that dip and I'll find that a couple minutes later, one minute later, I'll be fine. But at that point, I was like, OK, I recognize I needed to take a break. I didn't want to injure myself. It's been a while since I've done that, done the routine. So I thought, you know, what? it's OK if I take a break here and I'll finish off the set in like two minutes time after a quick break. And I did. And that was great. But more widely speaking, you sometimes you can recognize when you need a break and whether that will actually service you and just listen to your body at that point if you're feeling burnt out if you're not feeling enthusiastic about whatever you set yourself if you're feeling like what you're doing is a chore or it's an obligation rather than something you want to do then recognize that don't force yourself to do something you don't want to do or that you feel like it will put yourself at risk or in harm's way if you do it But, of course, it is good to push through and to feel additionally proud of yourself for getting through that adversity. I always find that with myself at the very end of my set that I'm like, oh, man, I feel really proud. I'm really happy with it. It's not like you don't feel proud if I take a break because I recognise that I needed to and I still managed to finish it. Again, that's a point of pride that that I took a break and I came back from it and I did good as well. It's just giving yourself these little reward mechanisms for having completed tasks, no matter how small. And it's very important to do that. I think it's good that you mentioned uh, the, both sides of things as well.
0: Yeah, I, I just want to just touch on what you said. And you kind of did counter at the end. But I think there's going to be times where you don't like what you're doing or you find that you're not finding it as interesting or you find that you what you did isn't something that you feel like doing. And I, I feel like those definitely are factors in giving people a reason to rest. But I think that there needs to be like a clear objective where it's like, is the thing that you want to do, like, for example, let's just say for argument's sake, it's like a business or a hobby. It's like, do you want this to be a business or do you want this to be a hobby? If it's a hobby, it's you're like, it's not like it's easier for you to rest, but you're more, you are, you have the freedom and liberty to rest more because you know that there is no like incentive for you. You're just doing it as a hobby. You're doing something just to pass the time. You enjoy what you do. You like doing it you like it as a hobby you're gonna do it because you just enjoy doing it but with a business I feel like it's very difficult to like rest or have that break because it's like it especially if you're the business owner everything is relying on you everything comes at the end of any mistakes anything that happens you're liable for and I think that's why there are going to be times where you need to just evaluate also what is the main and primary goal if And if you are going to take a break, I also recommend there's something called a two-day rule, which is don't take a break longer than two days because that will definitely halt your momentum. There's been times where I've taken a break from running. i just talking to Joseph about this actually, funny enough. I haven't run in ages. And then I just said to him, I've probably taken like a good week off, I think now. And I said to him, I'll go either after the podcast or even tomorrow and Sunday. So it's just things like that where if you start prolonging those breaks,
1: they might extend, Yeah, that's that you know, makes sense. That makes sense. Well. Hopefully you can uh stick with it. Hopefully you can can yeah, pick so it I'll up. I'll
0: probably go tomorrow. I'll be honest with you, bro. I don't look like today's okay right. like it. I'm looking outside. Um and, and don't worry, the conditions don't worry me, but it looks like it's gonna rain. So I'll probably oh, just no. go in the morning, tomorrow morning. All um, right, all right. But yeah, I'll also hold- a good point though, and the fact that like of course it's raining. I've just kind of given myself an excuse as to why I'm not going to go. There's been times I've gone out in those kind of conditions, but it, it's just the time of day I'd rather go in the morning and it's it's not during school. So school kids are going to start coming out for lunch break and stuff like this. So it's just one of those things where I know that I'm lucky that I've got someone like Joseph as an accountability buddy in the sense that I said to him today or tomorrow and he knows that before I did the podcast. So now he'll message me tomorrow morning saying, oh, by the way, how was the run? And that means I have to have done it. And yeah, also, if he had oh, stalled, oh, this is for where... And I think if you had Strava, I think that would be an added benefit because you can see my numbers, you can see my stats, and then we could kind of keep ourselves going, which is awesome. And I think that's something that you should take a look at. I'll give you a link to it uh, later, okay. Joseph. Uh just to get the ball rolling and you're running. I was gonna ask you actually about your running. Were you thinking of hitting 30 minutes um on the on the on, on the cardio machine or were you looking to do it in uh, in person, like on the on the roads or pavement? Probably it's on the treadmill. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's fine. I was just asking because I was just curious because I know thirty minutes on the treadmill and thirty minutes uh, on uh, like a terrain is very different. Yeah, um, so yeah. I'm just yeah, curious. i was just curious, literally. But no, yeah, good luck but... with that. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll hit it, and especially Thank if you, we start bro. using Strava together um i yeah. think I'd, i'm not sure i think it should work using a treadmill i think so but i'll double okay. check and speak to my mates i'm sure that i'm I mean sure there's a, good, a setting i'm sure there's yeah, a setting yeah, on it there should be there should definitely be a setting for it but <laughs> I, i'm sure like that will definitely help propel you uh reaching that goal of hitting five kilometers in five minutes because i'm definitely positive that like, you'll be able to hit it by the end of this year so oh, don't fail me, my friend. please land that oh, 30 minute mark I we do got it we do got, do got it <laughs> um but yeah. yeah, as we come near to the end of the podcast and we come to our closing questions, um, you obviously mentioned it already that you did, a new, you've done some New Year's resolutions, but do you tend to do that soft reset for the year or um, like during that New Year's period, or do you tend to re- re-evaluate things at different times? I've obviously mentioned that Ooh. I might have stuff that I think about at the start of the year, but then obviously after three months, six months, nine months, and then obviously eventually at the end of the year, we just evaluate. So I evaluate kind of at different periods of the year. But for yourself, I'm just curious, how do you how do you do it? How do you assess yourself? Do you kind of start from the beginning because it's easier and then just start of moving your way around like I kind of do? Or do you just start from the beginning, wait to the end, and then
1: see where it lands? I think that's a good point. I think I wait for some sort of beginning to happen before I do something different or before I make a change. For example, um, I started going to the gym when I moved to a new place. It was in the middle of the year. It wasn't necessarily related to... A particular month it was related to a particular location that's when i started because i a multitude of reasons being like oh i can make it fit around my work routine and i can you know there's no point me starting in july somewhere where i'm just going to change places in a in a month's time or something like that so it was very much i i've started different points in the year but whenever it feels right whenever it makes sense to do something like that you know um i started like learning Turkish when my girlfriend and I properly moved in together for the first time thinking oh, okay the relationship's taking take is is picking up some heat is, is picking up some progress you know we're still together we haven't we've tuned each other's ears off yet you know we're still we're still like really happy living together I think let me let, let me try and learn some Turkish like, I I'm, I can see this for for a long period of time going on so that was another reason like it wasn't necessarily a, a Time, a date kind of thing. It was more of an event kind of thing. But of course, the new year is again an event. It's in the start of a new year. Yes, it is timing related. And, you know, and there, although my goal, one of my goals being to learn more Turkish, isn't necessarily limited to the new year. It's just something I want to do. Whereas the fitness one is somewhat time limited because I want to, I don't want to, you know, make such slow improvements or ho- hopefully not but hopefully not degrade de- degradate myself back and do worse but I want to make slow improvements in a good amount of time um, such as the end of the year and so that's why I've set that for myself but I don't necessarily think that I always would do it at like a certain time period it's more event related where, where do you stand with that is that kind of what you're at or do you just like literally if you feel like changing something or doing something different you just do it no matter what what's your stance
0: it depends what it is, Joseph. I'm honest. There's sometimes where I just think one day I will just wake up and I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna do this right now because it just makes my life easier and just plan it out. And there's sometimes where a big event or the magnitude of the year or even a birthday for me is really a time where I look back and I think, so from the age between twenty-two to twenty-three, what did I do? What did I achieve? What what did I set out to do? And did I achieve those milestones? Um, but I feel like like you said having that change in the year um and that the magnitude of how big this event normally is I feel like it's such an easy way to start start of a month start of a year on your birthday um are basically to kind of the key times I try and look at things and see that oh so maybe in January this month I did these things did I do it successfully how am I going to make it more successful in February stuff like this maybe I do it on a monthly basis but like I said I kind of just choose a, a an event or something of like high magnitude maybe the beginning like the beginning to be honest is kind of the best place to start in my opinion um it's it's been less frequent of me myself to see myself just all of a sudden wake up one day start writing some stuff down and be like okay this has to happen today or tomorrow because it just doesn't it just feels weird like, like if i said to you oh, on the 8th of j- january i'm gonna do this like it just seems like such an odd day to start obviously start whenever you can or whenever you feel motivated but Starting, like don't get me wrong, starting on such a big event or something so significant um, or even the beginning does definitely, for some reason for me personally, make it a lot easier to kind of get myself stuck into. Um, That's it. With that saying, to be fair, um, like I said, not really got too many New Year's resolutions, but I do have outlined, I do have stuff outlined for what I would like to achieve this year. But that brings us on to the last question, Joseph, for the end of the podcast um personally what are your own aspirations what do you want from this year what do you want to achieve are there anything that comes to your mind that you're thinking okay cool i want to achieve this and something i've really kind of you really think that's going to be today this year is going to be the year for it
1: i think in terms of achievements is i kind of look at the different facets of of my life work social and relationships uh i think with my girlfriend we'd love to go abroad somewhere that's one my aspirations to just go abroad together anywhere anywhere at this point it would be amazing because our schedules are so difficult to align with her family living away uh out of the uk um so she often has to go back to, not has to but wants to go back and see them which is absolutely fair enough but that does mean we have less time to go on holidays with each other but i think this year we're definitely wanting to do that that's a big thing that we want to do uh, so that's from the relationship standpoint from the work standpoint, I just want to continue making progress in my work, learning new things, making connections across the company that I work for and just developing my skill set. Not anything specifically, just feeling more comfortable at work when people come to me and ask me for things, ask me for help, or my input. I don't shy away from it. I'm not saying I do now necessarily, but I hope to expand my horizons where I can be more applicable in more situations. And then third of all, socially with all my friends keep my keep those connections strong see my friends when i can see them when i want to most importantly i don't want to feel ever feel obligated to see a friend i want to see a friend because i want to see them you know what i mean and i want to have that uh as, as a very central point for the next year or so because i i don't live in london where a lot of my friends do it is a bit more of a trek to go and see them but i really value the relationships that i have and i love when hanging out with all of my mates and all of you guys so uh being able to uphold that for the next year would be really important as well. What do, you, what do you think, Manny? What are your aspirations? Would you follow the same kind of triple threat that I've gone for, or where do you stand?
0: Joseph, I think that idea of like the triple threat is really interesting. It's kind of similar to what I do. I do like health, wealth, love, and happiness. And um, it's for me this year in terms of goals, when it comes to, the I'll just talk about work pretty really quickly because I'm just starting my uh, career I do want to excel. I want to excel in like learning new skills. I think one skill that comes to mind, I want to be able to apply this. And it sounds like a weird one, but the stuff that I've obviously done at university, I want to see it be applied at work. And I want to be able to like just be a better overall like programmer. There's like certain tendencies I feel like I still have, which I do want to get out of my system. And I think with the opportunity of working and being in a workspace and being in an environment where you can learn off other people, I really want to be able to gel and meet people where, They've got an asset or a skill set that I feel that I'm not as skilled in, but I'm happy to exchange ideas and happy to be of service to them as they can be of service to me. And I think the workplace will definitely be a big one for me this year in terms of just basically doing exactly what I need to do to excel in my role and be the one of the best people in my role. That's kind of something that I'm aspiring and want to get into. Um when it comes to relationships. At the moment have no like desire to be in a romantic relationship at the moment but when it comes to friends and family and stuff i think with my friends especially since i've been at home i've seen a lot more of them but i know that's going to quickly change when i start working so i want to be able to just adjust to the new work life balance and i think that's going to be a key one for me this year working out the balance between seeing friends and doing work and trying to work out oh this is these people are very important to me i want to see them at least every three months or so um and i just kind of want to keep that going because sometimes we lose touch uh with people when we start working And i really hope that isn't the case and that's something that personally what i aspire to do and obviously one a uh, bit more uh like it kind of linked to the podcast kind of linked to my own thing in the sense of like uh, i want to see i want to see this grow i really want to see um us grow as individuals i really want to see like Obviously, I I do I do I want to do really well in my job. I do re- really want to value the relationships I have with people and the stuff that I do with uh, the people around me and who are important to me. I do also um I just want to do things that bring happiness and joy to me. And I think um having the goal of making this better every year, making myself better every year um with the metrics not only mentioned but some that like haven't really mentioned on today's podcast or mentioned previously before on the podcast. Um, are just things that come to mind that are really important to me, and that's that's kind of where I see myself and where my aspirations are. I think work and that balancing of work is gonna be something that it's not really an aspiration, but something I know is gonna be a challenge for me this year, but the aspiration is is that I get to meet new cool people, get to interact with new people, get to have new experiences. I've obviously traveled by myself. That's something that I aspire to do this year as well if I can, near to the end of the year, um just after I got my feet settled into work as well. so it's a lot of things there because I've done a lot of stuff obviously from last year, Privilege to not only really position I'm in but also with my family giving that opportunity for me so there's a lot of things that I think I want to do, a lot of people, a lot of experiences I do want to have and um, I'm hoping I can crack all of them by the end of 2023 my friend.
1: Yeah man, good to hear, good to hear and I think if we've Came to the end of the podcast now. I think is if any, unless you've got anything else to add, Manny, I'd like to pose this to you people listening. What are your aspirations? What do you want to get up to this year? Have you got any resolutions? And what do you think about our takes on resolutions in general? I would love to, for you to let us know. Just either hit us up personally or, or at the official DMC podcast on Instagram, where if you follow us, you'll get notified whenever an episode goes live, thanks to a post on the feed and on our story. The link to the podcast is in the bio of both mine, Manny's, and of the official DMC podcast Instagram page. So really easy to find. Um, I'd like to thank you all for listening this week and for all of you listening the past two seasons and hopefully for season three into the future as well. Um, Yeah, thank you for following us. We are the DMC podcast signing off.